0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. And it's great to be your host on today's episode of the Afis Fight Finsiders podcast, where we speak to some of the most influential business leaders from across the African continent. My name is Rona Kopaldas. I'm a director at Signal Risk, where I look at some of the biggest political, economic, and business themes and trends across the African continent. Today, I'm going to be in conversation with a very important figure who sits at the heart of the continent's payment revolution. And so it's my great pleasure today to introduce my guest, Mike Ogbalu. The CEO of the Pan-African Payment and Settlement System. Mike is a very accomplished business executive who's done some interesting stuff across the continent and I'm really looking forward to this discussion as we explore the topics of trade payments and integration across Africa. Mike, welcome
1: to the podcast, it's great to have you. Uh, thank you very much for this opportunity. Really delighted to be with you.
0: So I want to start, Mike, by by understanding a little bit more about your story, how you got to where you did. So maybe if you can just kind of give us some background, taking us through some of your
1: personal and professional highlights. So my name is Mike the third. I like to put the third because I'm the third generation of Mike Obwalus and uh, my role is CEO of uh, the Pan-African Payments and Settlement System, which is an infrastructure uh, support supported by Afrexim Bank at the AFCFTS Secretariat and the AU to support the growth of trade on the African continent. I'm an engineer by training. Over the past 25 years, I have built experiences across technology, banking, and payment. And during that period, I was a group head of remittances at UBA. And then I was CEO of a mobile money uh, company in uh, Nigeria, the first money, and then CEO of and. Uh, National, which is a card scheme out of Nigeria, issued in 13 countries and uh, accepted in over 25. Uh, My passion is around building people and also impacting the continent. So the only thing that keeps me awake at night is how can we accelerate the growth of trade? How can we unify payments across the continent and therefore improve on the prosperity of the continent?
0: Brilliant, thanks Mike. In doing my research, what's quite clear is that you are extremely passionate about continental integration. Um, and I wanted to double click a little bit more on that and how you see trade evolving under the African Continental Free Trade Agreement and, and your role in, uh, in
1: perhaps in driving this. So when you talk about trade on the continent or trade in general, uh, a few things are critical you must have participants in the trade you must have rules around how those trades happen and you must have an acceptable means of payment because payment is actually the trigger for trade so what we are looking at is how can we looking at the continent with over 40 currencies across the continent how can we create a situation that individual currencies across the continent are acceptable for trading with counterparties elsewhere on the continent. We've also looked at payments and we've said to ourselves that unless we improve the efficiency of payments, trade will not be accelerated. And we are sitting in a situation where Africans trade with themselves just about between 15 and 18% and more with the rest of the world. So the only way we can make trade happen is creating uh, an acceptable means of payment that is seamless, that can be instant, and that can support those trades to happen in their local currencies. And that's what PAPS has done, building an ecosystem that brings together central banks, that brings together commercial banks, that brings together switches and other payment service providers, such that a trader in remote uh, Dar es Salaam does not need to worry about how he gets payments for products that he sells across the continent. And by so doing, we create a single market across Africa
0: that's brilliant Mike I want to kind of explore this payments area a little bit more because it's become a very very sexy area in the past few years lots of money pouring into it lots of progress and at the end of the day payments are around connecting people so for this to be a sector that is kind of sustainable and successful over the longer term what do you need to really be able to connect
1: Africans when you look at the way Africans are work with each other there has been very little story of a lot of collaborations but uh, there's a new spirit within africa there's a renewed vigor in terms of the whole continent becoming more politically aware and understanding that we can only progress to the extent that we agree that it is time for us to progress so in terms of what we need to do is to continue to align political support behind this infrastructure and if you go back way back in 1963 at the onset of the AU the organization for african unity as it formerly was known one of the resolutions that was was passed, was that the continent requires this continental payment arrangement that will be able to support its trade. That was 60 years ago. Now, there hadn't been a lot of uh, political uh, support and drive around this, but we have taken up that gauntlet. We're actually going around the continent. We continue to enjoy support from a number of uh, key political figures, but that needs to increase. We need to get more of this central bank's uh, participating in PAPS and get more of the countries across africa participating in PAPS. the beauty of a network is is when you have more participants on the network we have proven that the pilot works and it works beautifully today we're having transactions flowing across west africa and now we are integrating a number of other countries across africa What we need to do is to create that urgency among not just political actors but also central banks across Africa to come on board on the PAPS and that way we'll be able to make seamless payments across the continent.
0: I want to shift into the nitty-gritty now, Mike. And, you know, for those listeners who are kind of new to this area, who are confused by PAPS, what it is and, and how it works... Can you maybe just in simple terms explain to the, the average listener what
1: exactly you're working on at the moment and, and how it functions? What we've done is we have built a world-class uh payment infrastructure, an instant payment system, which is able to allow participants, commercial actors, governments, businesses, and individuals across the continent to be able to initiate payments for a beneficiary somewhere else on the continent in their local currencies. It is instant. That is to say that if I initiate a payment today in Nigeria, in Nigerian Naira, my beneficiary in Kenya is able to receive the funds in their account in no more than one twenty seconds, and then net settlement happens between settlement participants uh, at uh, designated settlement times. But the beneficiary gets the value instantly in their account. It is built around; it's designed not to compete with existing payment systems across Africa. So it's not designed to cannibalize all the existing efforts. It is actually designed to bring all the right ideas and beautiful efforts done across the continent together onto this holistic uh, platform. Now, we've also done it in such a way that PAPS is a very low cost option. So, compared to some of the other competing products in the market, we actually, uh, fees are as low as 10% or less than 10% of competing products in the market. So, we deliver it instantly. It is low cost and we've also built it to world class standards we've gone ahead to certify the system against global standards and we have also implemented tools like sanction screening anti-money laundering, and fraud uh, detection such that this system can stand up on its own against any other system anywhere around the world so to put it simply A trader trading in Nigeria is able to sell his shoes to a buyer somewhere in say Kenya or Uganda or wherever, and he's able to receive the value in his account instantly. That gives him more time to turn around his inventory and less time to wait to confirm a payment or, you know, as would be the case today. So he doesn't need to worry about how those transactions are settled down into his account. Accounts.
0: Whether it be the central banks, the commercial banks, the traders and the, the individual consumers is going to be a key process and key part in getting this over the line. So can you kind of take us through who your stakeholders are and how you're, you're managing to engage with them and perhaps how you'd be able to convince even the most skeptical of people to, to kind of get on board with this initiative?
1: So we have a number of uh, very important uh, stakeholders and this is a good time to let everyone know that PAPS was designed to work or is built on collaboration. Uh, The first set of collaborations are between uh, Afrexim Bank and the uh, uh, AFCFTA Secretariat and also uh, the AU who have been the prime drivers of the PAPS uh, project and they have uh, designated PAPS as an uh, an operationalizing instrument for the AFCFTA. We have also been working with the Association of Central Banks who recently, we've made significant progress and we believe that all central banks will now come on board following from their last uh, meeting in Lusaka. We've also made uh, significant progress talking to trade associations because when you talk about our payment infrastructure or trade payments are not originated by central banks there are businesses behind this so now we are drilling down uh, this offering talking to trade associations talking to large corporates talking to governments so very soon government uh, payments for their foreign missions will be driven by PAPS. you know and all other uh, different types of payments. We're also working with a number of mobile money players such that we can also support their cross-border uh, payments on the PAPS uh, system. We are also working with airlines, especially airlines who have uh, money trapped in one country or the other, who are able to now use PAPS to see to repatriate some of their funds. Also working with the central, the local central banks in each market. So PAPS use case is already adding value, and we are hoping to. Sometime in the beginning of next year, begin to publish numbers to say to the market: this is the tangible way that uh, perhaps has already started changing lives across the continent.
0: So, what? Quite clear that the building blocks are being put in place, and now the momentum is is building, and which is which is something that's creating a lot of excitement and enthusiasm. And uh, we wish you luck uh, on that journey. I, I think my final question to you is. For the skeptics out there, what gives you optimism around trade integration in Africa?
1: I think a a combination of uh, a few things happening around the globe and uh, sort of like a reawakening in some of the political class on the continent and some of the key support that we've now enjoyed from the Assembly of Heads of State in Africa, the AU Heads of State. So all these sort of like key building blocks for success for PAPS, and they've all come together. So in terms of speaking to the skeptics, I think that uh, again, from the initial figures that we begin to see out of PAPS, we're actually encouraged that uh, the infrastructure has uh, taken off, just needs to now achieve the level of skill. So my message to skeptics is that it's time for us to believe in Africa and to believe in ourselves. There is no new infrastructure that was built and then from day one, it's uh, at peak. This is the time for us as Africans to take control of our future and our destinies and our prosperity
0: on that note i'd like to end the conversation mike thank you so much for your time and insights today i've really enjoyed the clarity with which you've spoken and i feel much smarter after this conversation uh what's given me a lot of optimism is that this is an african solution to an african problem uh it's been driven organically and it speaks to one of my core beliefs that africa should bet on itself uh so thank you again and good luck with what you're trying to achieve we'll be watching and supporting keenly.
1: Thank you very much, Ronak. Pleasure.